sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. Listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, June 24th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls. Uh, 844 843 6879. Again, that's 844 843 6879. You want to send a tweet? It is at Opposite Picks. That's O P P O S I T E. Picks P I C K S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon uh, and fire away. What's going on, LLs? How are you? on this uh, Friday. You can tell I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold here. Uh, in fact, did take uh, the uh, COVID test and I failed, sadly. Uh, I have COVID again uh, for the second time. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Let's hope it's not as bad as the first time because it really did wipe me out for about three weeks. Good three to five weeks uh, the first time. Uh, let's hope it's not as bad this time around. So anyway, uh, I'm going to be hunkered down, bunkered down into my little uh, nest here and uh, working from home, I suppose, for a couple of days. Uh, ESPN there with the call with the Bonchero uh, first round draft choice. We'll get to here in a second. And uh, yes, network uh, with the Yankee walk off uh, RBI single by one Aaron Judge. How about that? Uh, insiders get duped again. Uh, Kyrie with a wish list. The uh, classic opposite pick in store. Uh, Wetzel Black Cloud misses uh, where we heard this story before. And uh, what the heck are the Knicks doing? We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks all coming up uh, over the next uh, now 56 minutes or so. What's going on? How are you on this uh, Friday? Nice little day here. Had a whole bunch of plans. Was going to go to Massachusetts. Was going to go with my daughter for a lacrosse tournament. Uh, felt a little sniffle the other day. Eh, no, no, no big deal. Although my son did have COVID, um, you know, this past week as well. Tried to stay away as much as possible. And the sniffles turned to runny nose and coughing a little bit the other day. And then one thing leads to another. You take the test and you see the two lines on that homemade test there that they give you. So I'll get it confirmed later today. But yeah, I think you got COVID. Uh, what a pain in the ass. What a pain in the ass. Like I said, the first time last year when I had it, I had it right around the same time actually last year. Man, it just wiped me out. Just, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about writing a will and the whole guy, and I'm making light about that. You know, just the whole kid could be just sitting there in bed and you're freezing one second, you're sweating the next, cramps and everything else, coughing, hacking up, you know, runny nose. You're like, oh, just, just go ahead and kill me. Uh, but uh, hopefully it's not, like I said, that bad. See, this is why, as I told you yesterday, and we didn't spend that much time on it, and it is true about the NBA, as I told you yesterday. I, I've never seen a sport where it's more popular out of season than it is in season. 
It, it, really, it's amazing. It is amazing. No other sport that I know of, certainly not the football. You know, football's popular all around, but not as much as it is in season. And baseball in season, obviously. Um, and hockey as well, right? But the NBA is the only sport where people seem to have interest in it when it's the off season. And, and you talk about all these trades and possibilities and free agent moves, and this buddy wants to play with this buddy, and which team's got to kind of orchestrate this thing. And then when the season gets here, it's like, yeah, Ah, the NBA sucks. Ah, the games are boring. Nobody plays any defense. Who cares? There are nothing but blowouts. You know, but but then in the offseason comes around again. Then it's like, oh wow, where's Kyrie going? Can we get Kyrie? Can we get Kevin Durant in a trade? Can we get the DeAndre Ayton or this guy or that guy? It is it's amazing. The, the, the only sport I know of in the history of sports that's more popular out of season than it is in season. So I don't get into these drafts with, with the NBA. You know, you, you you see about a dozen players, right? And no, no one's seen all these other guys play. Please, you know, I hear people not in our network, but elsewhere. And I read articles, and I'm saying to myself, how many times have you watched this guy play? First of all, he's a rookie or a freshman, so he's only playing about 25, 30 games anyway. Come on, how many times did you stay up and watch Gonzaga basketball, for goodness sakes? You know, maybe Holmgren's a little different because it is Gonzaga, but some of these West Coast guys, I mean, you didn't watch these guys play except for a couple of times, maybe, right? And you hear all these guys be experts. Oh, yeah, this guy's great. And I, I just, the draft in particular, no matter what draft, I always, a little pet peeve with me with these guys who don't watch these games and they want to come off as experts it's a joke so the whole world the whole world had Boncaro going three Holmgren going two and Jabari Smith going one four-letter network was saying it all day all the so-called experts all the so-called insiders FanDuel had a prop you could bet the the, the first four picks and it was all it was basically pick them the one two three four because it was such a consensus it was a foregone conclusion that's how it was going to go, blah, 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 blah. You know, I get paid a gazillion dollars to be an insider. I got all my sources. Yeah, okay. How'd those sources go? About an hour or so, hour and a half before the draft, all of a sudden people realize, maybe Javar Smith's not going number one. So all you mopes that were betting on him going number one, thanks to watching the four-letter network and Fox and all the other mopes, yeah, you lost a ton of yesterday stay away from that stuff i told you yesterday don't you know you try to think what one gm is going to do based on what so-called insiders know crazy people pissed away money all right uh, lots to get to just getting underway hour number one right here ops picks on sports grid radio series xm15 sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com run winker at third two outs without a hit in the inning. Four walks. Out to right field. That's well hit. Going back is a Zokar. It is gone! Off the top of the wall into the seats. A three-run opposite field home run for Real Muto. It's his first homer in June, and the Phillies are on top 6-1. to one. Well, that ERA just climbed up to over 2 now, Tom. 2.13. Wow. How about this six inning for the fighting Phils? 
That's what I'm talking about, T-Mac. JT was one of the many that were out taking extra batting practice today, working on the breaking ball, and doing a lot of that, hitting the ball the opposite way. Yep. Jason Camilli, the assistant hitting coach, we got done today, and I said, all curveballs today, huh? He goes, well, they're going to get a steady diet of them tonight. And he goes, we haven't done it in a while. He goes, watch out. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking it right up until noon Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday. Uh, NBC Bay Area Sports there with the call on the, uh, not walk-off, but still uh, run in the bottom or top of the ninth inning. Uh, and then it was uh, NBC SN Philadelphia with the Real Muto home run, uh, as the Phillies do beat the San Diego Fathers uh, yesterday. Uh, what a crazy day day it was yesterday in the world of sports. Let me get back to the NBA. So, uh, but Kara goes number one, despite the whole world, including the four-letter network, uh, saying that it would be Jamari Smith over the last uh, 48 hours. You know, this guy, I, I, I am, I think he's the best guy uh, on the board. From what I've seen this year, you know why? I know this is going to sound goofy, but he's 6'10". Alright, so what? There's a lot of guys 6'10". Yeah, but a lot of guys look 6'10". This guy doesn't look 6'10". And he's 6'10". You didn't realize how big he was until he stood next to, um, I was going to say David Stern, uh, Silver. And it was like he was towering over him. And uh, Adam's pretty big, you know, the commissioner of the NBA. And he was still like a foot taller than him. And then when he sat down next to his mom, if you watch the interview, by the way, the, the, the four-letter network, oh, could you, have had a, could you have had a more boring broadcast than that? Ugh. Uh, but, you know, the guy is huge. And it's one thing to be huge and look huge, but this guy is built. This guy is going to be a beast. I mean, when you're 6'10 and you look like you're about 6'6", that means you're not only tall, you're big, he's strong, 17 points. You know, if not for Coach K being a bozo, this guy would have averaged 30 points a game. They would have won the national championship. They had the best team last year, uh, but I digress on that. I, I think he's going to be the best. And when everything is said and done, I think he's going to be the best pro. Uh, so he goes number one. Yeah, I'm watching a broadcast. The Knicks, meanwhile, they, they, they trade the 11th pick. They make the pick. They trade the pick to somebody else. Then they trade that person that they got to somebody else. They trade that pick to somebody else than they got. You know, in the end, they ended up with four draft choices, but all protected and none to be as high as the number 11th pick overall. I mean, I don't know if the Knicks know what they're doing. Or, I, I, I really don't. They're, they're just clueless. Just, just absolutely clueless. So, there they go. The, the top three go three, and then, uh, and then it was what it was. Kyrie Irving afterwards, uh, you know, the latest with him, saying that he wants to sign and trade if he doesn't get a deal with the Nets. I told you yesterday, the Nets got to sign him. Uh, you made this bed, you got line it's simple as that i mean you got to max out on the guy um you know how many years you want to give him four five six years you know what you'll always be able to trade him he's not going to be that much of a bozo where he's going to walk away or if he does he's going to walk away and you're not going to have to pay him like last year so you give him the money you made your bed you, you signed up you paid kevin durant a whole year when you knew he wasn't going to be able to play so i mean i, I don't understand the nets reluctancy now i i mean Pay the guy what he wants and just move on. But he gave out, you know, he released it to uh, to the four-letter network on the teams that he would be like to trade to. Not that he has any, you know, say in it. 
but interesting, you know, and again, people, people are just dumb. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just smart. Combination of both. On his list, Lakers, okay. Clippers, okay. Uh, Knicks makes a lot of sense. Miami makes a lot of sense. Dallas with Luka, that would really be interesting. And then the 76ers. Why would he put the 76ers? I understand the Lakers. I understand the Clippers. It's L.A. I understand the Knicks. It's home for him. I understand, uh, you know, Miami in the heat, I suppose. Uh, Dallas with Luke, I suppose. Well, you 76ers. Why would he? Remember who's on the 76ers? James Harden. So he hates James Harden. That's why James Harden's on the 76ers, because he couldn't get along with them with the Knicks. So why would he want to join James Harden? Because James Harden's in the same boat he is. James Harden's trying to get a new contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. He's asking for a max out contract for the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are, you know, balking at that after watching him play last year in the postseason. So what better way to tweet James Harden one more time? <clears throat> you know, one more little dagger in James Harden. They must really hate each other. Than to tell the Philadelphia 76ers, you're not necessarily married to James Harden. If you don't want to give James Harden that max contract and he's playing hardball, hey, here. I am. I'll come join your team. I'll play with Joel Embiid. You do a sign and trade with Brooklyn. Send Harden back to the Nets with his buddy, Kevin Durant. And uh, I'll sign with the Nets and be traded. Sign and trade. The same thing you're doing with Harden to Philadelphia. Or at worst, it just gives Philadelphia a little bit more leeway when it comes to the negotiating table with Harden. When they say to James, hey, listen, you know, we're not married to you. We got a guy over here right up the block, you know, uh, 25 miles away that says he wants to come join our team. So if we don't get you at our price, we'll, we'll go after uh, Kyrie Irving. He's younger and he's better. Oh, yeah, there was a reason. There was an absolute reason why Kyrie Irving put the 76ers on that list because of his uh, hatred for James Harden. Wow. I don't know what happened between those two, but, you know, Harden gets forced off the nets, and now, you know, Irving puts that little, uh, you know, uh, knife in the back just a little bit deeper. No one picked up on that. Nobody. I mean, they, 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 no one like, felt that was interesting that, you know, 76ers are on his list. And they're trying to, you know, and Harden's trying to get a big-time deal. Uh, people are just so stupid, so stupid. You know, I do this every once in a while. I, you know, I'm dealing with the COVID here and then the cough and the sneezing. And then uh, so I was watching the draft last night. And again, the, the four-letter network. You know what? It's, it's amazing. I put on NBA TV because, you know, how I feel about the four-letter network, right? So I'm waiting for the draft to begin, and they, they got a couple things, and I'm not really paying attention. I'm just, you know, kind of keeping my, I turn my head over. I'm waiting for the first, you know, pick and everything, and so I'm, I'm working on a computer and, you know, doing some news and notes, and I'm, I'm looking, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, this draft is taking forever to get underway. What the fudge? And, geez, start this stupid thing. Then I realized, stupid me, the NBA TV wasn't even doing the draft. I'm like, what? How is NBA TV not having the rights to do their own stupid draft, for goodness sakes. I missed the first pick. I, I finally realized that when I saw on the screen on the bottom, first pick, you know, Boncaro. I'm like, the first pick's underway. And I actually started watching NBA TV, and they got some goofy thing on about the draft choices. And they did a little, you know, 15-minute uh, soliloquies of, of each player. So it's just uh, stories. Um, so then I finally switched over to the four-letter network, and I watched it from that point on. How does the NBA TV not be able to have their own rights? 
I mean, you have TNT that does the games in the regular season. They're not doing the draft. Four-letter network, okay, they do do some of the games. All right, so, you know, I can understand them doing the draft. But, but NBA TV, NBA TV, somehow or another, when the NBA negotiated the deal with the four-letter network to do all these things, they did not say, listen, no matter what we deal with, we have to have the ability to do our own draft, like the NFL did with the NFL channel. Nope. And I got to say, nothing for nothing. The four-letter dead. I don't know what their love is with Jay Bills, but he looked like he was bored. No pizzazz, boredom. Just absolute, uh, no energy whatsoever. Uh, just absolute awful, awful TV. Really was. All right, phone calls coming up next. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio Series 67159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 1-1 pitch. Bouncer to short. Backs up Iglesias. Rodgers can't turn two. Just enough on it that it almost had to send Iglesias back a step to get a decent hop in that little split-second delay allowed Garcia to reach. Yeah, the high hop off of home, right in front of home plate. And you're right, Iglesias had to back up. He couldn't play this out in front because of the high hop and great hustle by Garcia. Deep to center, strong going back. Who needs to buck? Gordon's just hit his second home run. But this one stays in the middle of the plate, and he did not have trouble with this one. And Gordon with his second home run. It's a one-nothing ball game. First Twins hit. Sails over the center field fence. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hi, Valley Sports Florida, Valley Sports North there with the calls as uh, the baseball uh, field uh, had a lot of getaway day games yesterday. We'll get to it here in a little bit. 844-843-6879, the uh, toll-free telephone number. We got all our picks that we're going to throw out. We got the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we got a classic opposite pick uh, coming up. Let me throw a few, a few things at you baseball-wise. First up, you know, I do this every once in a while. I, I really do. Um, I'll turn something off. I'll have a bet on. And it's not looking good, and I'm all disgusted, and I don't watch the final out or the final two minutes or whatever the case may be of the game that you're watching, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. I always give myself just a little bit of hope. So I'm watching the NBA draft yesterday and flipping the channels and watching the Stanky game, and you know we got the black cloud on the Stankies, right? And I see the Stankies are losing 6-3, to and it's in the 6th inning, it's in the 7th inning, it's in the 8th inning. Ah, oh, this stinking team, they're going to lose. I can't believe it. Black Cloud striking again. Unbelievable, right? So I turn it off in the ninth inning. Yeah, there's just no way they're not coming back. But you know what? I'm tired. I'm coughing. You know, I had to get some sleep. So it was around 11 o'clock or so. The draft was basically over. I said, I'm, I'm just going to bed. I'll just, you know what? I'm just going to give myself just a little bit of hope. 
you know, I'm dealing with the COVID and the coughing and the hacking. Just, you know, I'm disgusted. Let me get just a little bit of hope. Let me go to bed. And who knows, maybe lightning will strike. So rather than stay up and watch the final two minutes of a game or the last inning and just get completely disgusted, right? It gives yourself one less night of agita. So that was the night last night. I didn't watch the last of the ninth inning with the Stankies down six to three. I said, no, that's it. I got to go to bed. And lo and behold, this dopey team comes back and wins. See, the black cloud was on them when I was watching them, but the black cloud got confused clearly because when I went to bed, <clears throat> the black cloud lifted. I guess the black cloud following me thought, okay, the game was over, so no more black cloud needed, and that's what happened. So if you, the, the black cloud did work, but it just didn't stay for the entire game because I didn't stay for the entire game. Stankies rallied for four runs in the ninth inning, and they win 7-6. to six. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This team is just unbelievable. You want to know the Oakland A's season? When everything is said and done, yesterday's Oakland A's game will be the game that you circle to say, this is where the season went. This is our season right here. Not that it went bad from this point on, but this is our season right here. Frankie Montas, one of the better pitchers, he's throwing a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Guy's cruising, right? A suck. We know that. Seattle stinks. But still, he's throwing a no-hitter. They're, they're going to win the game. It's just a matter of whether he gets the no-hitter or not, right? So bottom of the or top of the eighth inning gives up a hit. No-hitter gone. Ah, fudge. All right. Well, what are you going to do? All right. Gives up another hit. All right. Let's let's uh, let's yank him. He's had 102 pitches, and I don't necessarily have a problem with that. He hasn't given up the lead yet, but it's only one nothing Oakland. So. They bring in one reliever. He, he gets two outs, but gives up, uh, you know, a couple of walks. So the bases are now loaded. They bring in uh, one of their best uh, the, uh, relievers, this guy, A.J. Puck, uh, with an ERA of uh, one and a half. He comes in, and he throws a wild pitch to allow the tying run to score, throws another wild pitch to allow the winning run to score, and the A's lose two to one. They enter the eighth inning with the guy thinking of throwing a no-hitter, and they leave the eighth inning with a two-run deficit, and they don't score, and they're half of the eighth and ninth, and they lose two to one. That's that's your Oakland A's. That that is your Oakland A's season. I mean, just just an absolute train wreck. This team was at one point ten and nine. They're four and twenty-one. Their last twenty-five games. I mean, they are just absolutely atrocious. This is, you know, dare I say, it, one of the better times to be able to beat the boys in Vegas with baseball because we got some serious trends going now. Whether it's Cleveland, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's uh, Atlanta, eighteen and three, whether it's the Stankies, whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's on the negative side of things like the Oakland A's. I mean, it's Joe Washington Nationals. Just amazing. Really, really, really just amazing. All right, 844-843-6879. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Dom and ER, East Rochester, New York. What's going on, Dom? How are you on this uh, uh, Friday morning? Hey, Mr. COVID, how you doing? Jesus Christ, what the yeah. heck? I know, I know. Uh, what else is new? Yeah, how are those vaccines working? Pretty good? <laughs> you know, I will say... Uh, I did get a notice last week saying I was due for my booster shot. So to be fair, I guess, you know, this is when the initial shot, because I was behind because I had the COVID, so I waited a long time to get my first shot. Maybe I just, you know, maybe that it, it ended up last week and uh, one week without the booster shot, and boom, I got the COVID. So maybe they are working. You know, there's been two boosters already. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Like I said, I had the COVID this time last year. So they said you should wait like six months until after your COVID before you get the shots because you're kind of like immune to it. Right. So I waited six months. I didn't get right, it until well, uh, like the sports, November. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me get to sports. I got a couple things, and this is not a criticism, but, you know, we're right in the middle of baseball season, and the first half hour is on the NBA draft because that's the way it is. <laughs> that's what people well, want to yeah. hear. So it's I'm not even, not even criticizing this time. You know, they want to talk about the stupid NBA draft instead of uh, in the middle of baseball season. Scotty? I'm not totally drinking the Kool-Aid yet on the fact that this is shaping up to be a real special team. This could be a special team. Uh, You know, it it doesn't have a whole lot of special guys, obviously, Judge. And, Scotty, speaking of Judge, today's his arbitration case, okay? And, you know, it's got nothing to do with this year. It's only about last year, right? You know how it works, Right. right? Yep. So anyway, he put in for twenty-one million. They got they put in for seventeen. Are they really going to go to the table today? Isn't there some way that the Yankees just say, "Listen, don't worry about it." Okay, you know. But you know what I'm guessing, Scotty? That there's something in the agreement that they have to go to the table. Blah blah blah. Some crap. I I bet you anything that they they gotta go because there's no way the Yankees would want to go to that uh, that meeting today anymore. The judge wants. I mean, he's going to get the 21 <laughs> anyway, you know. So, but anyway, Scotty, this this is shaping up as a a special team. And one last thing, kind of funny, the game started last night with decent weather, and then it did rain. And this Susan says this huge black cloud showed up over the stadium. This is a true story. <laughs> and then it, it, no, seriously. And then it cleared up, and 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 uh, you know, uh, five o'clock lightning hit again. That's what they used to call it in the days of Ruth and Garrett. They used to obviously call it five o'clock lightning. Could be a special team, and uh, your black cloud is. Uh, not so black, buddy. Yeah, well, uh, I appreciate the phone call. Here's the only thing. Yeah, this is kind of funny. I, I should get that and use that for, as one of our uh, uh, podcast openings. Here's the only thing with the Stanks. They don't have great pitching. You know, you, you, you try and look for the silver lining if you're a Stanky hater, right, as we all are. Uh, you look at their everyday lineup. You know, it's pretty solid. Now, you could come up with some scenarios. You could come up with, you know, the judge gets hurt and Stanton gets hurt. That's always a possibility. But they have good players, right? I mean, they're everyday long. Whether it's Rizzo, he's good. LeMay, who's good. Donaldson's pretty good. Weird, but good. You know, Judge is good. Stanton's good. You know, So the, those guys are just living up to the, the back of their uh, baseball cards, as the saying goes. But the pitching staff, which is the key to all teams, you know, Garrett Cole, okay, he's good. Jordan Montgomery, you know, if he fell off the face of the earth, would anyone notice? Nestor Cortez? I mean, it, are, are you kidding me? Uh, Jamison Tyon? I mean, he was a cast off by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Severino should be pretty good, but he's always dealing with an injury. So, 
if you want to have that Achilles, like what could happen to the Stanks, that pitching staff, that's that's where, and you, you got Chapman in the back end of the bullpen, and we all know that's a disaster waiting to happen. So if you wanted to make the case of where could things fall apart, it's definitely there for the Yanks. It definitely is. You know, these guys, it was kind of like the Mets, you know, when they got, you know, the Chris Bassett and the, and the Carlos Carrascos of the world. Those guys are like basically 500 pitchers, but first half of the Mets season, they've been unbelievable. But once they relegate themselves back to being a 500 pitcher, well, then the Mets might come back to the pack as well. And that's with the Yankees. Once Jordan Montgomery, Nestor Cortez, and uh, Jamison Tyon realize that they're Montgomery, Cortez, and Tyon, maybe the Yankees really won't be as good as they are right now. You just got to wait for the second half to finally kick in. All right, more phone calls, opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, Opposite Picks. What are Opposite Picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. A slight little setback yesterday going only 2-5, and five, so we're now uh, 246 up, 285 down by going opposite, so we got some ground to make up for sure. Here we go. We got a seven-pack of games. We're going to start with those uh, beloved Stankies. Uh, minus 140 today versus Houston. Uh, Houston. I know the Astros uh, said Justin Burr Lander to the hill today. He's obviously their best pitcher, but you know what? The Yankees are just on fire. 18 and 3, their last 21 games now. MLB best 30 and 7 at home. They've won 15 straight home games. And you know what we say winners bet with streaks while losers bet against streaks. <laughs> just got to keep on betting on the stanks. Uh, give me Houston plus the 120. Pick number two, Miami Marlins, uh, minus 145 against the Mets. Uh, won't be going against the Mets too often this year, especially not the first half of the season. But I will here today because, one, they're on the road. Miami's at home. And more importantly than that, uh, Marlins sends Sandy Alcantara to the hill for the fish. Uh, he's been a fire. By far the best pitcher on the team, 7-2, and two, ERA of 1.72, folks. I mean, that is just amazing. This guy has gone how many starts without giving up more than two runs? One in a row, two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, six in a row, seven in a row, eight straight, nine straight starts without giving up more than two runs. Uh, you got to play the You got to play the Marlins. Minus 145 only. Love Miami. Uh, give me the match plus the 125. Uh, pick number three, Pittsburgh plus 185 at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think the Pirates are actually live dogs here. Why? You know, the Devil Dogs, the, the Tampa Bay, they're struggling. Uh, they've lost eight of their last 11. Now, you got a big drop down in talent here from facing the Yankees and some of the other teams they've been facing in that little streak. But you know what? Pittsburgh's actually playing decent ball of late. Uh, they're not great, but they are five and three in their last eight games. You want to give me almost two to one? I got a feeling they're going to find one way or another to win at least one 
of these three games, and that means you're going to break even. And if you find a way to get the, one of the first two, you can stop playing them, and then you're ahead of the game. Love Pittsburgh here getting nearly 2-1. to one. Uh, Give me Tampa Bay minus the 205. Pick number four, uh, Atlanta plus 115 versus the Dodgers. First game back for Freddie Freeman in a Dodger uniform back in Atlanta. Remember, signed with the Dodgers this offseason after winning the World Series last year. So I'm sure it's going to be an emotional game for him and the Dodgers. But here's the bottom line. Uh, the Braves are 18-3 and their last 21 games. I mean, I went against them, playing a little hunch on San Francisco, who had been playing good ball, and they took all but one of the games. I mean, you want to give me odds with a team that's at home and has won 18 of their last 21 with a love Atlanta here. Uh, give me the Dodgers, minus the 135. Pick number five, uh, Cleveland plus 105 versus Boston. Same thing here. I got the home team here, the Guardians, and they're on fire. They've won eight of their last nine, 11 of their last 13, 17 of their last 21, and I'm getting odds at home. Love the Guardians. Uh, give me Boston minus the 115. Pick number six, Kansas City minus 135 versus Oakland. Uh, this is not necessarily a play on Kansas City versus a play against the A's. They're just pathetic. At 1.10-9, they are now 13-39 and 39 their last 52 games. 4-21 and 21 their last 25 games. I told you how they lost yesterday, blowing a no-hitter in the eighth inning. Two wild pitches. I mean, they are just atrocious. Love, love, love Kansas City at home. Minus only 135. Yeah, give me Oakland plus the 115. Pick number seven, Texas minus 165 versus Washington. Uh, Rangers playing some good ball of late. Uh, they've won seven of their last 11, seven and four. Not too bad. They're at home where they play well. And uh, again, kind of like uh, you know, the pick there with Oakland. This is more of an anti-Washington play than anything else, even though you're helped by that Texas record I gave it. Nats have the second worst record in the National League. One of the worst road records as well at 13 and 21. Then you throw in Texas has played well of late. Love the, uh, the Rangers here laying only a buck 65. Uh, give me Washington uh, plus the 135. Opposite picks. We got Houston against the uh, Stankies plus 120. We got the Mets plus 125 against the Marlins, despite the Marlins having uh, Alcantara on the hill. We got Tampa Bay laying 205 against Pittsburgh, despite the Tampa Bay being 3-8 uh, and eight their last 11. We're going to grab the Dodgers minus 135 against the Braves, despite the Braves being 18-3 and three their last 21 games. We're taking the Red Sox minus 115 against the Red Hot Guardians, despite Cleveland being 17-4 in their last 21 games. We're taking pathetic Oakland plus 115 at Kansas City, despite the A's being 4-21 their last 25 contests. And we're going to grab Washington plus 135 against Texas, uh, despite the Nationals having the second-worst uh, record in the National League. Opposite picks for a Friday, June 26th. Good luck, folks. All right, there you go. Post those uh, on the website as we always do, uh, oppositepicks.com. All right, day four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's uh, squeeze in another phone call or two before we get to all our pyramid plays and everything else that we like to do. Uh, Johnny in Manhattan, you on hold there, buddy? How are you today? Better than you, Scott, having COVID for the second time. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. What are you going to do? 
So, Scott, I was going to tease you about Aaron Judge because you uh, criticized him and then you lit a fire on him. And then I, I got greedy and I wanted to uh, praise Trout and tease you about that, Trout, uh, my, Scott, excuse me. But uh, you're, you're right about Trout. Scott, last weekend, as you pointed out, he feasted on Seattle pitching. Monday against the lowly Royals, he went one for four. Um, on Tuesday, he went 0 for 4, while his teammate Otani had 8 RBI. And so Wednesday, uh, Otani pitched. What did Trout do on Wednesday? He begged out of the lineup, Scott, because he was just jealous, I think, of his teammate Otani. And so who did they play last night? They didn't play. They had to schedule a day off. Trout begged out of the lineup the day before his scheduled off day, Thursday. Wow. And so tonight he'll be back in the lineup against which team, Scott? The Mariners. How about that? Wow. That's that's a good call, John. That's that's you know what? I didn't realize that. How do you bend? Now listen, hang up. on God. the surface on the All right, John, good good, good uh, pick there. On the surface, it's like, okay, let's give him a day off before a day off, and that may be kind of like, uh, you know, benching a guy the final two minutes of a quarter because you think, okay, he'll take two minutes off, and then we got the whole, you know, in-between break here. So it's like a double off. Uh, but you, you know what? If you're a baseball player, you don't do that. You don't do that. With, with Trout pitching, and then you have the day off the next day. Wow. And then you got Seattle, the team that he does. He owns Seattle for whatever reason. Home and on the road. That is the, by far his best team that he's faced. He's he's awful. He, I'm telling you. Uh, we, we saw John. There you go. Our, our mission is almost complete. I mean, he's just not he's awful, but you know what I mean. He's just so overrated. I, I wonder. I wonder if he is getting jealous. I, I really do. Um, you know, as, as he become, you know, you wouldn't think so. Well, you know, why would you, right? You made your money. You got your big contract. Uh, you want to keep this guy around? I would think, right? He doesn't appear to be a media whore. So I wouldn't think he would necessarily care about that. But I don't know. I don't know. He He's, he's so quiet and he's so, like, unassuming. You know, when the four-letter network had him on the other day, you know, it was the first time I heard him speak in, like, a long time outside of just, you know, regular press conference stuff, whereas they had him mic'd up. Um I don't, it is amazing. It's amazing. Um, but he's having a typical, uh, you know, Mike Trout year. Uh, he's going to hit 280. Uh, he's got a few more home runs this year. He's got 21 home runs already. I will say he's on pace for about 40 plus home runs, which is not him. But 43 RBIs, you know, on pace for about 90 RBIs. Uh, but he is quickly becoming the non face of that team uh, as, as Otani does more and more. You know, I wonder, you know, if the Angels. When they signed Trout, said, okay, you know, they had to know we're, we're going to have to come up with some big-time, big-time bucks for Otani here in two years, right? So we're making a choice here. We got to go after Otani or we got to go after Trout? Which one? And they chose Trout, not to say they still couldn't sign Otani, but I just wonder if they, you know, if that is the case, if Otani leaves, if they just look back and say, boy, we, we signed the wrong guy, signed the wrong guy. Amazing. All right, the classic opposite pick tonight. It really is. Uh, and, and, Dom, you know about baseball? Here's, here's one more for you. And you didn't even mention him, which, you know, is, is an even fair fight. We got game five of the Stanley Cup finals tonight, and I'm into hockey, and we got 10 minutes left in the program, and it's the first I've really mentioned it. So forget about regular season June baseball taking a backseat to the NBA draft. You know, Stanley Cup finals elimination game 
always taken a backseat uh, to the NBA draft. As I told you, it's weird. Nobody cares about the NBA in a regular season, but, but the draft and everything else, and they don't even know 90% of these guys. Every, everyone's interested in talking because here are all the rumors and these so-called insiders getting fed all these dopey stories. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just overtaken the NHL, and, and we got an elimination game. And it is a classic opposite picks game, right? I mean, who in their right mind is thinking Tampa Bay's winning tonight? I mean, absolutely nobody. You got Colorado. They're going to close it out in five. They're a heavy favorite, undefeated at home against Tampa Bay, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, you got the, the head coach basically crying after the press conference in game four, you know, to me, waving the white flag on the season. I mean, nobody, but nobody thinks Tampa Bay is winning tonight. And I would be all over them because of that, but... I said Colorado in five, and I, I can't hop off that, obviously, now. So, best hockey play tonight, Colorado in, uh, minus the 176. Best hockey prop, over four and a half, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, he's hit five every single game in this uh, Stanley Cup Finals. No reason to think in the elimination game he's not going to have five. In fact, he's had five basically after the second period of every game. Uh, that's a lot of shots on goal, you'll say. Yep. But uh, he's had 12 games out of the 18, 12 and 6, where he's had five shots uh, or more on goal. So I, he's the best one. NBA, we hit our NBA play last night with Minnesota. We're now two and three on the season with the WNBA. We're going to go. There's only one game tonight. We're going to go over New York Liberty at Atlanta, 156 and a half. Best baseball play. Uh, I, I like Miami uh, with Alcantara on the hill against the, the Mets minus 145. And if you're only going to play one, I would say Colorado, but because of that opposite picks little thing, I, I would feel safer just taking over four and a half shots on goal, McKinnon. Uh, there's there's no way he's not going to get five shots on goal. Uh, he just at home, chance to clear it out. He's trying to win the Conn Smythe Award, which gives uh, which is given to the best hockey player for the entire postseason. Hasn't had a great finals uh, goal scoring wise, so he may feel compelled that he's got to do a little something extra here. So he's had eight shots on goal. Six shots on goal. Uh, he did have three, so he has not had five or more every single uh, game. Three in game two, and then five shots on goal. So five, six, eight, and three. He, he's going to get five. He, he'll, he'll get five at all. If you're really, if you're a serious gambler, only do one wise guy. That would be the one. Uh, we did miss with the, the White Sox yesterday in our uh, baseball play, which uh, which kind of stunk there. So, and uh, we're going to do a round robin parlay with our shots on goal folks. Um, who are we going to use? Got to get a break in here. When we come back, uh, it'll be the usual, but we do have one replacement. We got to take one guy out. So I'll let you know who we're going to use and what we're going to do with it, whether it's a two-shotter or a three-shot on goal. And then we got our uh, our um, 16 parlay picks we're going to give out as well. So keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Ops and picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. All right, here we go real quickly because we had a lot to get to over the final uh, two minutes. Uh, we're going to put another uh, 100 bucks uh, on the Stankies Black Cloud. We're now uh, 
two and one by betting on them. So plus twenty eight dollars, and really uh, the negative part of it, you're, you're minus uh, thirty two dollars. But uh, that's okay. Don't worry, it, it'll hit. Don't worry about it. Lay the runs in a half parlay. Uh, we're taking Miami plus one fifty, Tampa Bay plus one twelve, Stankies plus one fifty eight, Texas plus one thirty two. Uh, all for ten dollars. Uh, laying a run and a half if it hits, it's going to pay out over three hundred bucks. Uh, our open parlay, we lost with the stinking White Sox against Baltimore. Yeah, pathetic team. So we got to start over again. That was our third leg, too. Uh, we're going to grab Miami by minus the 145 versus the Mets. $100 uh, on Miami, and then we'll win 68 bucks if it comes through. Lost with the uh, Guardians last night on the underdog open parlay. You know the rules and how we do it. We're going to go back to Cleveland plus 102 versus Boston. $25, a quarter of a unit to win uh, 25. Shots on goal, guys. All right, we're going to use Alex Kalorn, Andre Palat for Tampa Bay. We're going to throw Stamkos in there in our parlay. We're not going to play him straight. Uh, straight, we'll also use for Colorado McKinnon, four and a half. Nikushkin, two and a half. And Ranton in two and a half. Now, we're also going to put him... Uh, uh, FanDuel allows you to put them in two shot or more parlays. So they don't need three or four. So we're going to use um, Nathan McKinnon. He's had two shots or more in every single postseason game. No brainer. Uh, Steven Stamkos for Tampa Bay. He's had two shots or more in 16 of the 21. Nikushkin, he's 15 and three. Rantanen, he's 11 and two for two shots or more. And Kalorn, he's 13 and four. So Kalorn, Stamkos, McKinnon, Nikushkin, Rantanen. Five guys, we're throwing Anthony Sorelli out because he's hurt, and I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. So uh, six guys, that would be Kalorn, Palat, Stamkos, McKinnon, Nikushkin, Rantanen. They're going to hit all of them. Put them in a round robin parlay. We're going to cash our ticket next week. We'll talk to you then, folks.